uh, and welcome to episode 277 of Divi Chat. Uh, tonight we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and for those that still believe, we are on Twitter too. So check us out on your preferred platform, but make sure you're able to join us in the chat too. Uh, we'd love to hear from you during the episode. Um, what a couple of weeks it's been for the web designer, developer, and those in SEO. Brighton SEO last week, the Atterin Web Agency Summit this week, where our regular host Stephanie is, and to top that, another episode of Divi Chat. Um, I also want to give out a special mention to Derek Short, who it seems, and you can correct me, Derek, has gone back to episode one of Divi Chat, where some of us weren't even born. I wasn't born. <laughs> <laughs> and he's systematically watching them. Um, we had a great panel then, and all these years later, we still have a great panel. Um, let's meet them. Um, Sarah, had any rocket fuel yet this morning? I have had a coffee. I have. Coffee. I don't know that it's kicked in. I think it takes a good, like, I don't know, at least 30 minutes to properly kick in. But I am Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. And we are a very small design agency that creates websites and also graphic design for small to medium businesses, mostly here in Canberra, but a little bit around Australia and a teeny tiny bit overseas occasionally, although I prefer to keep it local just because, you know, I like that um but it's good to be here it feels very early and hopefully i'll wake up pretty soon yeah we will stay with us there uh yep. eric over to you all right everybody hello so yeah as mike said my name is eric i am currently in mexico city for the next four or five weeks uh, and then we'll be relocating to El Salvador. So for those that don't know, my wife and our four kids and I, we are full-time digital nomads. And so we have a web design and digital marketing agency that gives us the freedom and flexibility now to live anywhere in the world we want. So we take full advantage of that and uh, we are traveling around as digital nomads. Uh, my agency is intransitstudios.com. We help local businesses in the U.S and Canada, I can say that now as of like three weeks ago, I'm pretty excited. Oh. Uh, so um, the, the, it, in the US, we'll leave it at that. Um, but we help local businesses get more customer activity by turning a website that they have into a marketing hub. Um, and so, yeah, that's a little bit of what we do. I just wanna say again, welcome to everyone. Um, and as you're joining us, go ahead and hit the like button. And at some point in time, we would really love it if you would leave us a review. You can go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash Divi Chat if you wanna leave a five-star review. If you wanna leave less than that, Stop watching. Go watch another. <laughs> um, so, no, but anyway, so uh, we'd love to have you go over and leave a rating and a review. It's the only pay we get. And uh, I don't go to bed um, after the show until I see a new one come through. So we'd love it if you yeah. do that. I go to sleep tonight. So. Better get on it. Better get on it. Thanks, Eric. And uh, I'm sure everyone, all the Canadians are visiting ericdingler.com right now. And these contact forms are winging their way through to you. Thanks from our one client in Canada. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, hi, everyone. My name's Mike Devitt from Web Design Pro, where we build websites and optimize them for the keywords and phrases potential visitors may type into the search engines. Uh, attention to detail is very important. And when we launch a website, which we did today with animation, spoiler alert, we check and recheck everything. And you can find me at webdesignpro.co, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So last week we discussed browser extensions. So I've got dark mode on this week. I got downloaded the Chrome extension. We chatted about it last week. Um, it was a great episode. So anybody that missed that, head over to YouTube channel after the show, watch it back. Then you have two hours of Divi chat. What more could you want? <laughs> but this week, our topic means that we must sort of, I think, head back a little bit in time over a hundred years to find the source, find the root of where it all started. When a certain person called Emile Cole, who was a French cartoonist, created one of the first animated films called, and I don't know if I can say this, Fan Phantasmagory. Try saying that's that enough. After, yeah, that's it. That's Try good. saying that after a few beers, uh, which featured hand-drawn characters. 
Wait, I've already, are you saying you've already had a few beers? This no, I wish, well, I'm, I'm going to in a minute. I think I'm going to go and grab one. <laughs> <laughs> Just clarifying. Yeah, that's fine. Thanks. Uh, I've read a line about animation this week. It says, if a picture paints a thousand words, then how much is an animation worth? Okay. Um, as filmmaking progressed, we headed into the 1930s where Walt Disney changed everything and everyone forever with another film beginning with Fanta, which was Fantasia. Um, but I, I, you know, I kind of, I grew up with Tom and Jerry, the Pink Panther and uh, Dick Dastardly and Muttley. Um, and then in the 90s, Pixar came along and gave us Buzz Lightyear. And this is when we were introduced to computer generated imagery. Surely the web was going to catch up and uh, step forward almost 30 years. And here we are creating animations on our websites and trying to keep visitors engaged on our websites. So um, we normally do definitions. We normally talk about defining a subject. So I thought, okay, so what is website animation and what is it used for? So who's gonna dive in on that? Sure, I can talk about it, although I almost feel like you have just talked about what animation is, but that's <laughs> fine. Um, animation in terms of websites, really, when it comes down to it, is about things moving. So you can have a pretty static website where you go to it, it almost is kind of just a complete image. And as you scroll through, that's pretty much it. But animation is really about interaction and about movement. And so it could be that animation is to do with when you scroll, like Divi has recently brought in the, well, not recently, but they've given us more power around the idea that as you scroll, things could interact by the scroll. So as you scroll, maybe something will move in, but then as you scroll back up, it'll do the reverse. So it will literally be tied to the fact that you are scrolling your mouse. Um, or it could be, you know, the good old one that was built right from the beginning of an image. So the automatic, um, the automatic setting for an image used to be, I don't know if it still is, that as you scroll up and you add an image that it would come in from the side but it, it was on load, right? So as you got to that section of the page, it would like kind of come in. And then as you went up and down, it would just stay there. So then it stopped its animation. So that was a different type of animation. But then you've got animation in terms of image. So we've got, if you have like an illustration, traditionally an illustration would just be an illustration, but now you can have that illustration kind of have movement in it. And so again, it could be tied to the scroll or it could be tied to when you first come across it that it would then kind of animate its little image. Maybe the things would move in it or maybe it would simply just kind of evolve into the screen and so you'd see the complete image. Um, and then we've got movement in terms of like a background, almost like a video, except that it's not a video, it's an animation. And so it's kind of there's movement going on in the background of a website. So we've got all sorts of um, animation. A lot of us probably use it without realizing we're using animation because even stock standard Divi is set up to use animation. And so it might be that you're using animation and not realizing, um, but I think we're going to talk about all sorts of parts of animation of websites and which bits we are using or aren't using, which bits some people commonly overuse. <laughs> um, and also, you know, where you might want to consider trying out some animation or some yeah. new types of animation. Yeah, cool. Um, so let's go back, uh, uh, just go back to when animation really started in web design. Um, can do you sort of remember what was the first um, type of animation people used on websites and things like that. So we're talking sort of very first websites that you ever saw and that you were attracted to. Is anything that stand out in your in your mind? No, all I remember is Flash and the fact that there would always be like this notification about Flash and yes. something about like updating your Flash and you almost couldn't view anything because Flash was like constantly being a problem. That's yeah. all. That's my earliest memory of animation was Flash. Yeah. yeah. Eric? No. Um, back then <laughs> I was I was running a summer camp and was just building the website for this. That's before I got into to any of that. So, no. Well, it's funny because actually the, the, the very first, and Sarah's absolutely right about Flash, but the very first was just animated GIFs. So it was kind of like... Um, 
you know, GIFs were being used on sites. There was, this is back in 95, 96. Um, but back then, um, they used quite a bit of bandwidth to be able to sort of, you know, um, be able to download a GIF and you sat there and you wait and you were on dial up. And um, so they, they feel very small now. When you look at GIFs now, you think, oh, that's, that's hardly anything. But in those days, they were an equivalent of like an unprocessed 8K image taken in raw mode, you know. Um, nowadays, we go, no, we're putting that on a website. Um, but then, as Sarah said, um, Macromedia came out with something called Flash. Um, and this has a very same effect on the web community as ChatGPT has, had, has done to SEOs and copywriters everywhere today. It was just an explosion of the SWF file format, which was much smaller and therefore quicker to load. Um, but as Sarah really quite rightly said, she said, however, you needed a browser plugin to actually run that on your website. So um, all we had, Internet Explorer. <laughs> God, so um, things have changed a lot. Um, but who killed Flash? Anybody? Anybody who killed Flash? What was the what was the uh, conference? Does anybody remember the conference? I'll give you a clue. It's like a fruit where the owner of the company came out and said, "I'm going to assume you know, Apple." Yes, <laughs> not pear or banana. Pear or banana, no, or strawberry. Um, no, Steve Jobs came out and he said, "We're not." going to support flash so in in one fail swoop um people everywhere went well what are we going to do then um bringing us right up to date now we have the options of using scalable vector graphics um javascript animations um and um you can even use animation using css um to style your elements on your on your page um but just let's find out from our panel how they make decisions about animating their or their clients' websites. So is it really, really important? And, and do you actually ever get somebody that comes to you and says, I've seen this website and I want that animation. I want that on my website. Who's going to kick us off? Sarah? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like I have clients, sometimes they won't necessarily show me a specific website, but they'll just say like, oh, I want it to be all fancy and have like all this kind of movement. And they might talk from that perspective mm. or, um, yeah, so not, I don't specifically generally have clients coming to me, but we do always ask for three inspiration sites where we say, you know, show us three sites that you love and then some things that you love about it. And so if a client really wants animation, generally they will have shown us a website that has some movement on it. And so then we know, okay, that's probably something that they're going to want to do. We would always add some movement to a website, but um, I am very keen on subtle animation and so subtle movement. So if I'm going to add movement, like, I'm, I'm going to be adding the stock standard Divi stuff and then I'm going to be toning it down to almost nothing. <laughs> like I tweak those settings all the way back to almost nothing so that it is the slightest bit of animation. And then sometimes clients will come back and say, can you like beef it up a little bit? And we will. But in general, like that's my approach. So we will always add animation. We will always add movement to a website. But in general, it'll be really subtle. So it might be just some text, like as you scroll, like some text just slightly moving. And the idea with that is drawing the attention to that specific thing. And so I think, I, I don't know if we're up to this bit, but the whole point with animation for me is you want it to enhance what you're doing. So generally we will give lots of white space and if I'm going to add animation, I'm going to add it to like a title or I'm going to add it to maybe a little bit of a button or on the rollover on a button, you're going to add animation. And the reason for that is you want to activate what they're actually trying to do on the website. The, the challenge I think with animation and sometimes if a client comes to you and says, I want like all these things moving is it's actually taking away from what you want them to do. Like if you have constant movement, maybe in an image, yeah, you want them to have a look at it but then they can't read the text because they're so distracted by this image that's constantly moving. And so I think there's a balance. And so sometimes I do have to have discussions with clients around 
I'm more than happy to add movement and I can turn it up a little bit. But what I want you to understand is although you want it to look really fancy and flashy, really what we want them to do is read this information. And then what we want them to do is click on this button. And if we add all of the things you're talking about, they're going to feel so overwhelmed, they're going to scroll away from the section because it's too much and they can't digest the information. So I think there's a balance and sometimes it involves really tricky conversations with clients around explaining, although that looks really fancy on that other website, I am unable to read the information on that website because there's so much going on. So Mm. yeah. Often there's tricky conversations with clients yeah. more than anything. It's interesting, isn't it? Because of all the websites that I've created, I've very rarely have had anybody come to me and say, I've seen this animation or I've seen this website do this and I, and I want exactly the same thing. Yeah. Except I did get something this week um, and it was on a particular website, which is I've been supporting and I don't know why. <laughs> Um, if you've ever heard of a, of a theme called or a builder called the Tatsu Builder, um, I've been involved with that. And um, and let's just say it's um, it's challenging to say the least. So um, but people do come along and they do say, oh, I, I need it to do these specific things. Um, and and I think it's great what you just said, actually, about sort of saying, well, hang on a minute. Is that actually going to make a big difference? Because if you've got to do a lot of custom coding then of course that's going to affect a price because very often you might speak to um, any potential client and you'll they'll they want to know they're looking to get a quote they want to know how much it's going to cost and you'll say okay well it i normally do a website for this amount but then you need to get into the 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 detail of exactly what it is that they want and so when you ask for those three websites and for inspiration you say, what is it specifically you like about these websites? And if they start talking about animation and they say, I need it to do this and I need it to do that, then you're into a lot of custom coding territory and then potentially your prices are going up. Does, is, would you make that same sort of decision, Eric? Is that uh, something that you would potentially do? Well, so I've been sitting here thinking uh, about it and um I honestly can't remember the last time we've even had to have a conversation around this type of topic in in any way, shape, or form. Um, I'm not saying I I wouldn't do it. I mean, the client owns the website, and mm. you know, and 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 I get that. But we really start out from the very beginning of the process of telling our clients that you know our our focus is for our clients' ultimate success. Like that's our brand promise. That's what we want. Um, and I don't say this to them, but my focus isn't for our clients' ultimate happiness. Um, uh, it's for the su- success of their business. And in the, the the blueprint, which is if you've been a Divi Chat listener for a while, we used to call it our playbook. We've we've shifted in the last couple of weeks. It's now called a digital marketing blueprint. Um, but when we present the blueprint, we just say right in there, and we have a couple of things that we show them that content is king and design is important for seven seconds. Like if that, like, and, and we've got this, this picture of a really ugly store, like the windows are all broken and the sidewalks are all cracked and da, 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 and then beside it, a beautiful storefront. Um, and, and we tell clients like, it, it, if, you know, I, and I say the exact same thing, every single time the store on the left as a marketer, I can get a thousand people to go to that store next week, but I can't get any of them to walk in there. In fact, nobody's going to walk in. It kind of scary looking, but the one on the right, I get a thousand people there next week and they're all going walking in. It looks totally beautiful. But what happens if they get in that store and they can't find a, 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 um, somebody to ask their question to? They, they, you know, they're they're looking for a fitting room and they can't find it. What if it smells bad? What if the what if the lights are all flashing and everything? And they're like, what the heck's going on here? They're gonna turn around and and, and leave because they went in looking for something and they can't find it. Or you know, you've been to a grocery store and, and plenty of times, and I bet if you walked into any grocery store, any in the world, anywhere in the world, you're probably going to know where to find the milk and bread, even though you've never been in there. So website design, it has a really small, but important, but small role to play. The most important thing is content. We don't want to distract from that. And honestly, ever since we've shifted to that, I never, and I'm not exaggerating, like it has been a year, year and a half 
since I've even had to have a conversation with anybody about anything like this, um, because we've just shifted the focus completely to uh, content. So nice. Oh, interesting. Uh, let's just have a quick uh, look and see what we've got a lot of comments in, in the chat here. So we'll start off with uh, friends. Digital media services. I remember presentations when PowerPoint first introduced animations. Every object was animated with audio. So distracting. I think the secret for it, for it is to be very subtle and very limited. It's interesting how um, this seems to be uh, right the way through the chat about how um, a lot of the community, community feels that subtle, small movements are, uh, are all we need. Nothing major, nothing... But there was a there was a it was a whole tranche of websites, wasn't there, where there's like tickers going along the top and yeah. there's things flashing down the side, and there's just all this yeah. mad stuff going on. And but that uh, kind of comes along anytime there's new technology. Like yeah. anytime yeah. Divi brings out something new, you'll find a whole <laughs> bunch of people who want to implement all of the things straight away. And you know, we all love to have a play with it, but I think what you'll notice the difference between like a high end website and maybe a smaller business is subtlety. So like, if you go and look at the classics, like Apple, they've got tons of animation, but the way they do it is like slow and controlled. Sometimes honestly, it's a little overwhelming. And so maybe it's not the great example, but the high end ones that do it really well, they're always more subtle. And it's like that thing of like, I don't, I don't know, things that look more fancy generally do things in a really controlled tone down way that still do yeah. it. And it feels yeah. more luxe because of that. And I think websites generally, they look more luxe when you tone it down, when you yeah. do it in a subtle approach. And it's that thing of like, when you think it's perfect, take one thing out, like rather than let's keep on adding more and more, 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 more. It's like you're trying to over-exaggerate your ability in building a website rather than going, what does this website actually need? Mm. I know I can do 500 things here, but let's just do one really well and make it really nice that that is going to be a far better approach. Um, and so I think when we see everyone doing it, it probably is because they're newer or they're really excited about the things and, you know, make yourself a dev site and do all the things and have fun with it. But for <laughs> goodness sake, don't put it on a real website. Yeah, and then share it with the rest of us so we can go, oh, my God, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, sorry, right? I, well, I was just going to say, like, so we, we'll st we still use animation. Um, but back to what Sarah was saying, like for the primary call to action or a transitional call to action, and it doesn't always have to be movement. Um, a lot of times it can be a color shift, you know, bringing a yeah. button in on a doll color as in it sits there, let it grow brighter. Um, nothing is moved on the screen, but there was something that's, what's that? Because, because what you want to do is you're taking people on a journey and you, you need to show people. I need you to see this and then I need you to see this and then I need you to see this. Like this is yeah. the journey we we want you to 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 go on. Um and I remember learning uh I, I right when I was starting to build sites. I I, I was probably getting ready to build like my third uh website and um I, I decided to take up uh painting. I decided to take uh painting lessons. Uh to help me develop an eye for for art and, and and design and i remember being taught that great design isn't achieved when you can't add anything great design is achieved when nothing else can be removed um that that's that's great design that kind of goes back to what what sarah was saying just man you really want to be impressive strip away everything you can and show just the most vital and and display it well and subtle and uh, that's why, you know, if you go to a website and it's got 18 colors in the color palette, you're like, this is either a preschool or I don't want anything to do with it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. It's funny, actually, because if you really want to make yourself feel inferior as a designer, when it comes to animation, you've only got to head over to the AWW Awards site and look at some of the animated websites on there because they are off the charts 
ridiculous some of them but actually um in their own way they can be inspiring but sometimes you just need to step quietly out of the door get back mm -hmm. to your own world this is the outer limits of web design this is where people have got teams of people that are creating something that's so ridiculously unique um and probably spending an awful lot of time and money on it to to, to do it um also you've got to think about who your end client is like mm. you can create one of those real fancy websites but sometimes the animation makes it harder to know how to use the website and so ultimately like if you're a web design agency maybe you want to show off some of the things you can do right and so maybe you want to like add in a little bit extra but again who is your client well my client is small business owners and a lot of them don't use computers that much because they're too busy running their own businesses and so doing fancy things to the point where they don't know how to use the website or it's overwhelming to them is not going to help them and then their clients so say you're doing like a cafe or whatever then those people who are going to be using that, I mean, cafe is a bad example because who looks up a website for a cafe, but say we say a dentist, right? So like the people who are coming to the dentist, the people who are coming to the dentist is everybody. And that includes 80 year olds and that includes um, 20 year olds and it includes all sorts of people. So you need to make that website able to be used by all these different people and not feel so overwhelming that they can't actually use the website. So these fancy sites, I mean, they're amazing, right? But that's not for the everyday person. And realistically, our clients that we're making their website for, probably their ultimate client is the everyday person. And some of them barely understand how to use their email, let alone use a website. Some of them are proficient and they spend all day on a computer. And so you're balancing the world of both of those people. And I think sometimes animation can make or break that experience for people. Mm. Joan's got a good comment. Uh, movement on a website is distracting and takes away from the content. The client has yep. the final say, but after discussion, the client realizes it's not important. And I think that's it's one of those things that you've got to sometimes just spend a little bit of time convincing somebody that, you don't want too much or you that's that's a bit overboard simply because they're not going to get they're not going to be able to get in get what they want and get back out again because nobody's got any time these days have they so maybe we are in this world of simplicity much more because we've all become so irritated by websites that we log into and you've got these millions of ads so we're trying to get a piece of information and then the pop-up appears and these ads appear appears um and maybe that's you know. where our brain associates fast movement with ads mm. i was just thinking mm. like you know how your brain can kind of like associate yeah. different things like pop-ups mm. are the most irritating thing in the world to me so mm. when i'm using a website and something pops up and i can't keep going because it's like popping up and in my face then i feel like i can't even interact with the website I wonder if our brains have now started to associate anything that moves quickly with like quick getaway, because I think there was a stage where sliders were, I mean, they were kind of almost the first animations in some ways that a lot of us were using, but a slider on a homepage was really in. And then all of a sudden it was really not in. And I wonder if it's just that thing when the page first loaded and then there was a pop-up and then there was a slider that we've kind of bunched it all together and the way around that is toning it down and is slowing it down like even the yeah. fact that you want a slow movement is going to make people not be afraid and quickly want to get away from it because it's too overwhelming and they don't think... want to be sold to like yeah. that's what a pop-up is generally yeah it is, is you're being sold now to. do this now especially if you yep. go to head towards the uh, the exit route and then this screen feels like where you're going yeah <laughs> i'm leaving your yeah. site and you're getting on my nerves <laughs> but but i will say i i use exit intent i don't i don't like pop-ups but i do use exit intent pop-ups yeah, yeah. because they convert and they catch people and who cares you were leaving anyways like yeah 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 so, i would prefer um, an exit intent than i would a pop-up when i've landed yeah, on the website yeah. for five seconds and i'm like yeah 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 yeah. i yeah, don't want to give yeah. you my thing right now i haven't even looked at your website like give me a chance to be here for a second before you start asking for my email address yeah totally 
So are you are you both pro or anti slider? Or do you think there's times when actually a slider could work really well? I mean, I'll do it if a client wants it. Um, if they want it, then I'll say, I think we should do a maximum of three because no one is sticking around for longer than three. But okay. realistically, my experience of clients, like of people using a website is as soon as there is a slide that makes movement, people will scroll beyond it because it moves too fast. It feels overwhelming. Like it's doing something that I don't like and people will generally scroll away. So I'll give my client that information. Some clients still really want to have their slider. For some clients, it's that they need to present multiple things initially on the website. And so that's where they're coming from when they say they want a slider. That's fine. Like I'll do it if they want it. But in general, I don't think it works. And I think in general, it will actually stop people digesting the information when they first come to the website. And therefore, they don't see what's on the first, like above the scroll. And then they scroll to the second part. And maybe then they digest what's in the second part. So you have to make sure the second part really nails what the first part was supposed to nail as well as what the second part's supposed to nail. So I, I think it really works against people. But I'll mm. do it if a client wants one. Sure. Interesting. Eric? You, yeah. You, yeah. Pro yeah. It, it depends. It depends. Um, the last time we did one, we just did one not too long ago um, on a site that uh, we've been, we've, well, we've managed it for a, a long time. Um, but it was very, for a very specific uh, use case. He is an auctioneer um, and he wanted to have, and I mean, it's only like on the screen. I know it's hard to, you know, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's really, really small, um, you know, on a typical monitor, you know, uh, laptop monitor, it might be like an inch high and, you know, six inches wide. I know that's not very technical, but anyway, um, uh, and the users have total control over it, but he just very quickly wanted to show a recently sold item that has sold that he, he's, he sells farm and, and farm equipment. He's an auctioneer. Um, and so people that are coming to potentially hire him as an auctioneer, he wants them to see very quickly a few examples of prices that he has gotten for certain tractors and stuff like that, that a farmer is gonna go, holy cow, I can't believe you got that much for, you know, a 19, you know, 97, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah. And so that was a very unique case. Instead of showing multiple, and people had to scroll down past them, we were like, yeah, okay, I can see a little slider being useful for that. It's got like the most three or four most recent sales. So it was a very specific use case for something like that. I don't like it where it's like, it's about this. And then the next one is about this. And then the next one is, is very about this. Even though I've slowly started to maybe change my mind because the, there's got to be a reason. Like Hulu and netflix and disney plus like all of their user interfaces have that and mm -hmm. they have to have that i mean those big company i i like sarah like when i go to design an e-commerce or teach a client about how to lay out their e-commerce i go to amazon because how much stinking money are they spending on every <laughs> single little pixel of the screen i mean it is like They've got a full-time team, just that. So if you want to know what should be on an e-commerce page, go look at the master. You may not like it, but you can't argue with their results. Um, yeah. So I'm starting to wonder if maybe I should be a little more open to sliders. Um, I think that it would depend on what the business is, right? So the reason Netflix has sliders is because often when someone opens Netflix, they want to watch something, but they don't really know what they want to watch. And so they'll be like, I got some time, let's open Netflix, you open it. And then you've got kind of the top five things that are going on. And so they might be sliding through, but then below that, it's showing like then like the top 10 for the day. And you can kind of look through that. Yeah. Your whole point is you're coming and you're open to opportunities of things that you don't know what's around. And you're interested in knowing what is other people watching, what's kind of going well. 
you're coming in that state. And maybe you've got a business that people come and like they come to Amazon. Sometimes people go into Amazon literally just to look at what the sales are. So they're not coming with intent, but then other people come and they're searching for a specific thing in Amazon and they can go straight to the search and like do the thing. So you need to work out with your clients, like what are they doing when they come there? Like, are they literally coming because they need a dentist and they don't really care about any of the information. They just want to find the contact information or are they coming to some sort of business that sells products maybe so e-commerce is probably where this thing might work well of or a car dealership coming, yeah and you're coming and you're yeah. slightly open to seeing well what do you guys Different do stuff. and i want to yeah. learn more and That's then true. maybe you're wanting to display a broader experience but i still think <laughs> Even in Netflix, the top thing where it automatically moves and I don't have control gives me the craps because <laughs> I don't have control and it starts like moving on to the next thing or it starts like playing the ad for the thing. And I'm thinking, I didn't want you to do that. So I will traditionally scroll up past it and go to the top 10 things and then click on the ones that I'm interested in learning about. So I still think... Yes, it's effective. Yes, it's good. Someone's coming in that state. But equally what they do is they additionally do the thing where it is static and you have complete control below that. So if you want to scroll beyond that, it won't continue to do the thing automatically in your face and you can have control. They've got about three rows worth of it so of like different approaches to like the top things for the day. So they're approaching that in a really specific way. And I think websites are the same. Where if you're going to have these slider things, you're going to need to somehow repeat that in a different way further down the page because if it's too overwhelming and people go past it, you still need to present that information in a more digestible way somewhere else on the website. You can't expect this that everybody will love the slider. Yeah. I think it comes back to like every time you approach a new website, you have to step back and think of who's going to be using it and, yeah. and what does the owner need it to accomplish for them instead of going in with your idea of, oh, I want to try this new design, this the new thing, or I want to try this new plugin, or, you know, I want to try. Yeah. If you go in with design ideas you want to try, I really think, and I get, when I first started out, that was 100% what I did because I was, I, was, I was focused on the design um, until I started yeah. to learn and grow and develop. And I was like, oh, wait a second. That's not what I should be uh, should be focused. I need to come in. Now, building my own sites, maybe a little bit different, but yeah. So I think you really got to have a like a checklist every time you get to start a new site. You know, think about the end user's point of view. Think about, yeah. you know, and just remind yourself to go through that exercise. And don't forget the code as well, because um, code moves on and you might have gone out and bought a plugin. You might have seen a plugin that you really like. You think, oh, I'm going to put that on my Divi site. Um, I did this when I first started and I was getting carried away a little bit with animating text and having text going in and out and trying to impress people. And and that plugin stopped being supported. Yeah. And then what happened was we couldn't upgrade the website. We couldn't take it forward. And it became a little bit difficult because then I had to find my way out of that situation because I was the one that said, actually, this is a really good plugin. We should use this. So <laughs> think about your, your, dis your decisions when it comes to yeah. the design going forward. If you've had somebody else code it, for example, it might've been some custom coding. You might've gone outside and outsourced some custom coding, then that's going to have to last. And we've seen enough in WordPress over the last, well, certainly the last, you know, decade to see the, the difference between what websites, uh, how they were built, um, say in 2013, 2014, to what they're going to be built like in 2024. And I've had a number of sites which were built from that period where you just can't upgrade them anymore. They're just, it's just not worth it. So I tend to say to the clients, look, you know, it's not worth it. There's a whole load of custom coding going on here. Um, we're better off just settling on a design, settling on a way forward and then and starting again. So I think that's really important. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention and was just talking about the different parts of the site and sort of um, different types of animation uh, on a website. So 
we tend to start with navigation. Um, and uh, so where we want uh, to move our visitors around the site, typically this starts in the header where we may animate our nav buttons. Perhaps you might have animated your logo in some way. In fact, that seems to be quite a vogue thing at the moment where you go onto sites and people have got like a little logo that's moving around or something, but everything else is static. So back to what Sarah was saying, something slight, something just sort of catches your eye, shows that there's something modern, something professional going on. Um, but one of the things, um, one of our um, uh, Divi, Divi chat, um, uh, previous people on Divi chat was Gino. And Gino's been on the show in the last year. Uh, one of the things that Gino did, and I'm sure he still does this, is he gives away some very nice CSS animation in the nav menu. Um, so if you head over to Gino's website, which is uh, kiros.co, and then hover over Divi Tutorials and then select Menus, they, these are as good today as they always have been. When I first saw them, when I saw what Gino had done and got people um, you know, to create these and 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 just give them away he gave give gave away all the css he saved you a huge amount of time to create something very small but something that's very cool um with my own website with web design pro one of the things that we did was we decided to go down the route of using um gsap animation and scroll magic animation to create this scrolling logo um and so when you scroll up and down the site the logo moves with it and changes and changes and does some different things. Um, and it's it's just small. It doesn't have to be any more than that. But it's sometimes just doing something, spending a bit of time doing something a little bit imaginative on each site can, can make a big difference. Um, then we move into things like hover animations. Gino's site does that as well. Um, and we've all seen websites when the animation can slightly go a bit haywire, um, but the right hover animation can can work really well. Just when you hover over something, I mean, do you tend to do that with your buttons? Do you tend to make them grow or or get a little bit smaller when you hover over them or change color? I generally just change colors, but I do yep. think that um, hover animations are really clever because like whether it's in your nav, so like one of the common ones is you hover over the, uh, menu item I mean traditionally it's just going to change color but if you can get it to like do an underline or something like that nice. it just yep. kind of like it looks a little bit fancy but also in that moment it's communicating if you click it's going to do something so I think the one thing to be really careful of is if you have like an image and then you hover over it and it animates people are going to assume that that's going to do something so then you only want to do that if it's going to do something you don't want to like make an image grow but then when you click nothing happens because people are going to get confused and so i think hover animations are great if what you're communicating like a button when you click on this it's going to go somewhere or it's going to do something or um yeah so just kind of you're reinforcing yes you should click this is going to be exciting let's click yes, let's go. Like you're kind of trying to encourage people. And really that's our job, right? It's either to highlight something or it's to encourage someone in an action that they were thinking about doing. Yeah. Uh, and I think that uh, one of the things you can do also is if in doubt, just put something like Hotjar or Microsoft Clarity on your site and, and see what your users are doing. Um, there's nothing like watching uh, videos back so these two tools show you um give you free videos that you can see how somebody is interacting with your website so if you had an intention and and it's quite actually quite good for the for the client to see these videos as well um when you're saying look you know we agreed that the design would be like this and you insisted on this and look what they're trying to do they're clicking over here and they're not getting anywhere and they've gone and so the video shows you all of the clicks that somebody is, is making on the site. So you can, rather than try to look at it, say, <clears throat> excuse me, in Google Analytics, where you're trying to see the behavior and see where somebody's exited a site, you by seeing it visually, by actually looking at it visually, that's, that can be really powerful as well. Yeah. And sometimes with that, a little bit of the reverse is 
you, you'll do that and you'll go in and look at, you know, mouse flow or hot jar or something. And, and you'll see some place where people are clicking and there's no reason. I mean, it is like, there's no animation to it. There's no drop shadow to it. It's just That's a true. thing. And it's like, I don't know why you're clicking on that, but we're going to have it pop up and do something like, cause you know, you will, you're, you're clicking on this thing, you know, so maybe it's a person's picture. Well, have it, have it pop up and say, you know, Hey, my name's Mike. You know, what can I do for you today? And have a form. Like if people are clicking on it, get, get let them do something because for some reason they think it should. So, so I think that um, one of the things with uh, with Divi, I think probably we'd all agree that Divi's probably the best page builder for doing anything with animation. I think they're far ahead than and anybody that I've ever seen. Um, I One don't use things... any others, so I don't yeah, actually I have know. no idea. <laughs> no idea. Well, I, I've I've used others. I've done, I've used others, and and Divi is streets streets ahead, um, in as much that not only have they um, got it within the theme, you have the option to switch it on and switch it off, and that was one of the um, updates, one of the upgrades that we had, where uh, they said, you know, Nick very clearly said, if you switch these things on. Then they might have have a little bit of weight behind them but if you don't need them switch them off and then you're not going to have an you know you'll never have an issue um one of the updates they did was the scroll effects update um and if you if you head over to the uh, if you just go to elegantthemes.com and go to their documentation and go to scroll effects um you can see that they've what they've actually done there is they've actually given you some really good examples. I think this is always the thing with elegant themes that always stood out for me was whenever they um, launched anything, not only did they launch it, they gave you some, there was always somebody doing like a tutorial or saying, and this is what you could do with it. So there was like a video of showing you um, the scroll effects that you could have on your website and then maybe a download. And of course you, you know, if you've got your Divi, Divi license, you you can download the JSON file, uh, upload it to your site, and then you can try it with your own images, try different things using scroll effects. And uh, and it can look really, really powerful, especially on our own websites, our own web designer websites, where people are looking for something perhaps a little bit more than, than normal. So without shadow of a doubt, I think that Divi is, it has set itself apart in the market for that um somebody prove somebody tell me something different in the chat if you if you've um, come across something that you you think is better perhaps maybe one of the uh, certainly from a slider perspective um some of the slider companies that have done some the sliders things. are crap in divi uh, like let's that, be real about yeah, that yes, if you're are. using That's a true. slider you're not using divi to make that slider no. like so there's lots of things that are built into divi that i would never particularly use for that deliberate intent um and so yeah those are the things that i am not using in divi but i think the new scrolling animation type stuff is amazing and it is probably what i use the most by far would be like as you scroll and as i said i would just use it on a title i love getting a title to just move like as you as you scroll down it's still there so it's not this like it kind of grows in none of that i just get it to move like the tiniest bit and it just looks really polished and really nice so i think there's some really lovely things with that i was so excited when they brought that in where it wasn't that it has to be not there and then it's suddenly there that yeah. i think is less subtle and the most subtle way is being able to just get it to move like the tiniest bit in whatever direction it is yeah. um is really really lovely but realistically all the other things <laughs> like sliders Heck no, we're going to use a plugin for that because Divi, that slider is ugly, like so ugly. I wonder if we'll get any changes to that in Divi 5 or whether they'll just focus purely on this build and we're just going to get the the, the new build. I don't know. Well, he's we been pretty the... clear. Nothing's going to be new. Yeah. Like there won't yeah. be anything that has changed. It's literally just going to be the rebuild of what is. But once it's built, I think the following year, it will comes i think they'd be stupid not to spend a little bit of time on the slider at least modernizing it a little bit um but we're all used to using something else anyway so is it required no like 
I guess we'll see. But yeah, I th I think from watching, I mean, this is going off track, but if you guys watched the video the other day from Nick, um, it's exciting that it's coming, but he was clearly communicating. It's not going to be quick. <laughs> and the first that any of us who are not developers are going to get to use the beta version of it is going to be potentially towards the end of this year. So realistically, DB5 isn't going to be out until next year if I'm understanding what he was saying correctly and that when it does come out, don't expect anything to be new. Like everything yeah. is literally the rebuild. It's going to run really fast. It's going to be amazing. Nothing's going to die in it, which is all the things we want, but it's not going to be new yet. But I think once it's out, I think that following year is going to be an exciting year. It's just hanging on for it. And I honestly think it's worth hanging on and I am going to be hanging on for it. Lovely. But that's a sidetrack. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's um, I just just we're going back to the scrolling animation that we were talking about. Um, one of the um, again, um, Leslie Bernal, who used to be on the show. Um, I always think that I was going to have a look at Leslie's site and just see what she's been up to. Um, and for anybody that's not ever had a look at Leslie's site, just head over to a girl and a Mac dot design um, simply because it's not only very imaginatively put together but the animation is also very slight uh um, and very um very well done um i couldn't do it justice by talking about it the only thing you can do is head over there and have a look for yourselves even the contact form the the, the level of detail both in the design and the way in which she's she's put that together it almost feels like a school book um as, as you look at it um but it's, um, you know, she's had that actual type of design for a long time, but I know that it's changed over the years in the way in which she's, she's done certain things. Um, but it's always a, always a source of inspiration. Um, so, now, sorry, go on, Eric. Well, I was going to say the one thing we haven't brought up when it comes to animation yet as we're, as we're getting ready to get into the, the closing out here as we approach the end of the hour. Um, <clears throat> The one thing you have to take into consideration, though, that's super important is accessibility, um, yeah. because if not, you're setting you're you're potentially setting other humans up to be frustrated because they have something that's totally out of their control, some type of disability. Um, and you've you've designed something to put something in front of them that they can't access or that bugs that bugs them or hurts their eyes or confuses them or, or something like that so you you got to be careful with that you do need to provide a way um if you're going to have things automatically moving and stuff like that you have to give control over that um and the thing that can be the trickiest with some of these um i just got introduced last week i don't know if i'm going to say this right uh uh mike uh lodi lottie 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 yeah. Lot, yes. lottie images a lot of they're they're phenomenal and and i shared the library with my you know uh, uh peter who's our director of web services and stuff like that but the biggest issue is um describing that in an in an in an alt tag kind of way for somebody that's using a screen reader you know if it's adding to the content or the experience technically you should be doing that um so there are some things that you need to take into consideration with the animation. You know, <clears throat> if you hover over something and it moves out of the way and they follow it with their mouse, that, that is a big accessibility no-no. If they put their mouth mouse over it or they, you know, use the keyboard um, to control their mouse over it and, it and it enlarges slightly or maybe tilts a little bit as long as they don't lose the clickability of it um or they have to go chasing it uh then surely chasing then, it yeah. is an accessibility issue for all of us <laughs> like, right exactly that would be annoying th the yeah. way to make someone leave your website is make them feel stupid like if yeah. you're gonna hover over something and it like moves out of the way I feel stupid. I'm not enjoying my experience. Stuff you, I'm out of here. So like yeah. aside yeah. from accessibility from people who are using a screen reader, that just seems like like bad experience. Just bad user experience. Right. Everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
So just well, some was, things to yes. keep in mind when you're yeah. if when you you're use one of those that. plugins, the accessibility plugins, can you? Is there an option for people to turn off all animation? Is that an option? Yes. Yeah. If you use an overlay, now an overlay doesn't make before I get hate mail because I get attacked every time I say it. Um, yeah. Accessibility doesn't make your web web doesn't make a website website accessible, um, but it does give an ex extension of um, uh, adaptations that a, that a person can make to a website that is very helpful and useful for some, not for all. There, there are people that hate it. Um, so feel free to send me your hate mail. I'm not going to read it, but send it anyways. Um, but yes, you can turn off you can turn on a seizure safe mode. I have a I have an animation on, on my website in transitstudios.com. We've got a, a, a scroll a website a project that we did um, one of our more recent websites um, that automatically scrolls up and down inside a computer screen. So it looks like, you know, it's somebody scrolling, scrolling that website. Um, and if you turn on the seizure safe profile of accessibility, it, it, it pauses it. It pauses all movement, animation, dolls, all the colors down. Um, yep. So Okay, so Lottie Animations was the last thing we were going to discuss tonight, actually, Eric. So you've jumped in there. Um, and I'm just going to just give a tiny bit of uh, background into if you are interested in using Lottie Animations. And um, Joan Margo has also uh, mentioned in the chat that uh, Divi extended the creators of the plugin Divi Plus has a Lottie module. So anybody um, using Divi, um, uh, DiviExtended.com forward slash add Lottie animations on your Divi website. Um, you can do it um, both with and without a plugin, according to that post. Um, there are marketplaces now, huge marketplaces like Icon Scout, where you can purchase a subscription to the website and fill your boots with the many animations that you, you want to use. Um, What's even better is that not only do you have hundreds to choose from, this is not just a few. Um, bonus bonus is that you can color code them with the branding of the website you're building. So um, if you're if you've got somebody, if you've got a customer, you've got a client and they're talking about animation and talking about something popping, you can put that under their nose and you can say, OK, well, look, you could do this, you, you know, uh, this is what the cost is going to be. Um, we can add it to your website if you want. Obviously, you need to go easy on it because you don't want too many of these because um, they're not they're not small in size. Um, they're probably a lot of them are the size of uh, a 1920 pixel by 1080 pixel image after you've compressed it. So you're usually looking at between 200 and 300 kilobytes. So it's, you know, you've got to think about that if you're going to add that to any page. So it's going to add a certain weight to it as well. Um, get the client to pay for it, select the animations they want, and then uh, away you go. Um, there's, it, it's just part of the whole game of trying to um, get the website created that, what we're trying to remind our clients is for the visitors, not the clients. Yeah. And I've been having this conversation with one of my clients this week where they just keep coming back to me and saying, do you think this should be red? Do you think it should be blue? Do you think it should be this? And I said, look, we settled on a design. We've settled on it now. I said, this is not going to necessarily make any more difference to whether somebody clicks um, on your site or not. What is important is maybe it is consistency is once you've decided that the buttons are a certain color that you select those buttons you decide on the color that you think is going to work and it's going to um, send that client on their journey as eric said through your website to that contact form where hopefully they will either complete a contact form or a purchase on your site or for five thousand pounds, you'll change the color. Just saying. So, yes, um, absolutely. So, so real quickly, from a technical perspective, and I'm not the technical person on the panel. I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, what is the difference between uh, using a, a, a GIF file and a and a Lottie file? 
Hello, um, Eric. I'm glad you asked me. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's, again, it's all to do with just, um, it's all to do with sizing. So you'll, with a okay. gift file, a gift file is already complete. So you don't need an additional, um, you don't need any more code to, to run a gift file. Whereas with a Lottie, um, you usually need uh, some JavaScript to help that Lottie run. So you've usually got to add a script to your website as well. So it's it's a double. GIF is already done. It's already complete. You just add it to your site. You know what the size is. Whereas with a Lottie, you're adding a script as well as the, the, the Lottie file, the JSON file as well. Okay. And, I understood uh, half of that. So. <laughs> well, it's hard. that's half, halfway there then, Eric. So next I'm week. Not the I'm not the technical. I, I, I have seen multiple ways how to monetize it, but I'm not the technical person to know how to put it on the site. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've hit the hour mark. Look at that. Uh, and uh, we've uh, managed to discuss a whole load of uh, different types of animation on your website. Thank you to everybody uh, in the chat. Uh, it's been very interesting to see what people are saying with uh, with Lottie's and uh, um, <laughs> uh, Friends Friends Digital Media Services says Netflix is like Tinder. Okay, so perhaps we should uh, leave it leave it at that this week. <laughs> um, don't forget, as Eric has already said, uh, we would really really love it if um, you would sub either subscribe to the channel, um, you'll get notified beforehand that there's an episode coming up. Give us a like for the episode uh, so that others can benefit from the sharing. And uh, thank you all very much. And we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye.